I'm thinking out loud. People fall in love in mysterious ways. Maybe just a touch of a hand. As you can see, I am not a singer. But I guess that's what I'm doing today. I'll just be thinking out loud. That song means so much to me. I sung it to my girl. Uh, some of you may have seen it. It's all over YouTube. On her birthday, I surprised her and came out to Ed Sharan's. What is it? Ed, what is Ed, is Ed Sharan. Well, whoever it got is, you know, the brother who wrote this beautiful song, Thinking Out Loud. And uh, I sung it to her. And I was thinking about, it, it means a couple of things. Number one, I want to talk about that and my love for her. But I guess that's what I want to do uh, today, sort of think out loud. I've been musing all week long about what this podcast means to me, you know, finding my way with it because I'm a pastor, preacher. And it's like, okay, if I'm going to do a Bible study or a sermon, let's just call it Bible study or let's just call it preaching. But if it's my personal podcast, then I want you to kind of see another side of me. Uh, at the same time, I never want it to be devoid of my Christianity. I mean, I'm saved. I love Jesus. That's going to bleed out of me no matter what I do. And by vocation, I'm a pastor and thousands look to me. So no matter how much you try not to be, you always pastor. And I always teach my sons and uh, my physical son who has aspirations, my natural son to maybe do what I do for a living. And my spiritual sons, I always tell them now, no matter what you do, don't ever forget, you got to preach to people Sunday. So what you do matters, even in your personal space. Uh, if I'm going to listen to you preach, there's just certain things I don't want to see my pastor do or hear him say or, you know, so that's real. That said, I still want this to be uh, authentically me so that you can hear a different perspective, me kind of thinking out loud. So today I want to share some things maybe you've never heard me share. And I want to welcome in again, all of you that are here for the first time. Uh, this is Dr. Ari Vernon TV, my podcast, those that are listening, watching. I pray that it will bring value to you. I want to jump right in, tripping on some things I was thinking about. I got everything on my mind from how I fell in love with this pretty girl named Victory Rose Vernon to my children, to this pandemic, and how I have personalized it. I've been telling everybody who will listen that you have to personalize this pandemic and what the last couple of years have been like for me personally, for our church corporately, and hopefully through listening to me, uh, it'll help you to sort of walk through these challenging times and have some perspective on life, family, love, godliness, prayer, uh, blended family stuff. I mean, I'm thinking out loud. You're going to get all of it. Whatever you don't get this week, you'll get it as we keep going. But uh, just want to be honest with you. I was thinking about uh, the first thing I wanted to tell you. I don't know why. I don't know why. But the first thing I wanted to share out the gate was just how much I'm in love uh, with Victory Rose Vernon and how it kind of happened. You know, Jesus changed my life. Most of you know this, uh, or many of you don't know who are watching for the first time, but I fell in love with Jesus for real at like 15 years old. And uh, I'll save that for another podcast, but I've been in ministry since I was 15, junior deacon, deacon always, the youngest everything, minister, just, you know, never been drunk or high, don't clap for me, just kind of fell in love with God and stayed with him, made my share of mistakes along the way. But one mistake I did not make was avoiding Jesus. He changed my life. So let's fast forward right quick. I'm in love with Jesus. 
15, 16, 17, 18, I graduate high school. I'm working in UPS, still trying to figure it out. Don't really know what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, I'm in love with Jesus. That's all I know. Should have went to seminary, preached my first sermon with no notes, 35 minutes, just extemporaneous. I'll never forget. It was 1994. Guess what the hottest song in the nation was? Whoop, there it is. So I'm closing my sermon. I say, in Genesis, he's the seed of a woman. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the atoning sacrifice. In Numbers, he's the bronze serpent. In Joshua, he's the servant. In Matthew, he's the king. In Mark, he's the son of man. In, Lon in Revelations, he's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Then I said, if you're looking for Jesus tonight, whoop, there he is. Oh, my God. Listen. Man, <laughs> Negroes and white people were running. I don't think there's no white people there that day, but it was they was running out the church. I mean, it was hot. And uh, I fell in love with preaching that night. I had been preparing like since I was, man, just, man, I'll never forget that night. September 20th, 1994, my trial sermon was called Emancipation Proclamation. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. My subject was Emancipation Proclamation. I could talk about that the whole night, but suffice it to say, I'm in love with Jesus, all this good stuff. And But I, I'm still like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out this personal part of me, and I'll never forget that I had told God I'm tripping because... You know, I, I still got these needs and I'm, you know, I love you, but I'm sexual. I don't know who this is for right away. I'm sexual, you know, I, I wasn't running around. I don't even know who's listening to this, which is a trip to God be the glory. And yet I'm 100% sure nobody's going to put something in the chat saying, you lying, you was over my house. No, no, I was not. You know I wasn't. Whoever you are, I'm praying for you and your uh, issues, your mental issues, because I was not with you. And so I pray, right? And this is like, and I pray and I say, God, look, I, I, I'm going to need you to, you know, give me a wife because this sex thing is real. This, you know, companion thing. I'm, I'm fine just witnessing for you, doing what I do for you. But, you know, man, you know, it's not good for man to be alone because, you know, biologically I'm starting to feel sexual. And, you know, I was a late bloomer. I mean, really late bloomer. God was covering me, man. And. So I go to sleep and I pray. This is the power of prayer right off the bat. Those who are listening, singles, married people, those who want a home, who are looking to figure out what your next move is. I believe in the power of prayer. And I learned it at a very early age. So I pray, right? I say, God, I want you to, okay, okay, since I got to do this marriage thing. And it wasn't because I was pressed for company. It was like, it was like physical. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be this cat just preaching and sleeping with chicks and sleeping with women. No, if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do it right. So, so I pray sincerely, God, okay, well, since I got to do this wife thing in order not to sin, just show me who my wife is and whoever you say. Now, this is how much I believe God. This is where I was spiritually. And sometimes I long for this kind of faith even now. That's transparency because this is why the revelator talks about your first love. Because when you first fall in love with Jesus, and some of you, this is a word for all of us to return to that place where, thank you, Israel Halton, you were a friend of God. You just kicked it with him like he was your friend. And so this is real conversation. It wasn't deep. It was just like this, God. All right, well, since I'm going to do the married thing, uh, show me who my wife is with complete faith. And whoever you show me, that's who I'll marry. Believed it just like that. I go to bed. 
I dream about Victory Rose, now Victory Rose Vernon, uh, then Victory Williams. I, I dream about her Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Now, this is before I start preaching, so my story's a little backwards. There's a lot going on. It's all real to me, though. So this is before I start preaching. I'm like 19. She's like 21. You know, she's older than me. She's in college. I'm just out of high school, so I've never paid her no attention. Monday night, I said, maybe I ate something wrong because I don't even like her. It's cool. Tuesday night, well, you know, whatever. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. It is the clearest, hear me, to this day that God has ever spoken to me. Let me say that again. It is the clearest to this day that God has ever revealed something to me. And so that Friday, I wake up, I said, okay, that's enough confirmation for me. I call her. She's in college. She's dating somebody. <laughs> this is real. I call and say, hey, hey, Sister Victory, this is a, actually, I called Mother Williams and said, can I have your daughter's number? I know she's in college. Uh, she's dating, her. yeah, but I, I need her number. And uh, cause something I need to tell her. She said, okay, hold on. She gave me the number. I call her. I said, uh, hey, this is, uh, hey, this is Brother Vernon from the church. I said, uh, yeah, you, you dating the, the yeah. Uh, I said, I, well, I don't mean any disrespect. You're not engaged or anything, are you? She said, no. I said, okay, cause the Lord showed me that you're my wife. Uh, so we need to get together and whatever we need to do next. Cause you know, no disrespect to whoever you're dating, but the Lord told me you're, you're uh, my wife. I said, I don't have a car. So, Talk about ghetto. I said, so you probably have to pick me up and come get me. Now, this is the boldness, and I've never been arrogant, narcissistic. I'm a humble young minister, but I was so sure. I was so sure. I said, listen, next time you're home on break, you know, I live with my dad. I ain't got a house or a car. That should have been like, little young Negro, get a job and a house, and you're not old as me. Little baby, what you want? But this is, she couldn't believe. I said, I said, I said, so... The Lord told me you're my wife, so however we need to make that happen, let's proceed from here. Woo! She says, uh, can, I, can I call you back? I said, okay, that's fine. The guy was sitting next to her in the dorm as I'm telling her this. He's sitting there, so she can't talk. She said, can I call you back? She calls me back 10 minutes later and says, what did you, say? What did you just say to me? I said, the Lord said, you're my wife. That, that's all I know. I'm sure about it. There was something about my boldness and how sure I was that leaped on her. I mean, I wasn't the most handsome guy. I'm two years younger. I don't have no money. So I'm sure she had not had her eye on me. And so I said, next time she comes, pick me up that Friday, picks me up that Friday. We go down to Captain Frank's here in Cleveland. That's a place down in the lake. Captain Frank's here in Cleveland. And we stood there for five hours and talked, four to five hours. And when we left Captain Frank's, I was madly in love. We stopped at a gas station on the way back to my dad's house. I bought her a Pepsi. That's what I spent for my first date. I bought her a Pepsi and I think some M&Ms, which if you know her, you know peanut M&Ms she loves. We go back to my dad's house and boom. Now I'm supposed to tell you right here. And from then we lived happily ever after. Well, the fact, that two kids happened before we got married tells you <laughs> that uh, the story is not Cinderella, perfect, Andy. Life happened. I'll leave that for her podcast, but life happened. 
we didn't connect that day, but I know what God told me. And so fast forward, life happened. That's real. I asked her, by the way, before I did this, she's like, baby, please, please tell my story. Uh, it's under the blood. Life happened. She ain't hear God completely. I didn't listen. We just weren't perfect. And just trust me, life happened. And boom, there's two kids that's not mine biologically. So that tells you this story is not perfect. Fast forward, life happens and boom, she's single. And, and I'm like, oh no, Lord Jesus, you, you missed that boat. I told you what the Lord said. I'm, I'm Mr. Reverend Doctor. By this time, I'm preaching all over the city. I'm doing 65 engagements. My first year, I preached 65 times in Cleveland. Let me say that again, 65 five times. I hate I lost my little black book. That was before phones, 1994, where you carried around your preaching date book. Some of the old players know what I'm talking about. 65, that should be in the Hall of Fame, and I lost it somewhere, my little black date book. And so now she's single because life has happened, but now there's two beautiful children. I'm like, oh no, I don't want nobody's children. Matter of fact, I had a covenant. I used to date girls and say, do you have any children? They say, yes. I said, okay, praise God. I'll find a way to walk right on away because I told myself, I don't want nobody's children. I'm killing the game. I'm making money. I was working construction. I was making so much just preaching. I would forget to go pick up my checks from uh, my boss because that's how much I was making just preaching engagements. But I had never forgot what the Lord said. I don't know who this is for because some of you don't have a dream story. Some of you met right out of college or in college at 15, 16, dated 18, 19, all your kids together. Boom, it's been a perfect story. God bless both of you. But to the rest of us that life has happened, God has a way of restoring. I don't know who this is for. The story don't even make sense. It doesn't make sense in no kind of way, except I was living on a word. I said to myself, you missed that boat, baby. I'm killing the game now. You cannot have me. And here she is now with two children. You're thinking about Hosea. You're thinking about uh, biblical stories of redemption. It's a crazy story. It should be somewhere on Lifetime. I mean, it's crazy. All I know is I'm thinking I don't want nobody's children. I don't want nobody's children. I don't want to deal with that. I know what comes with that. And yet I'm dating all these cute girls. Now I'm starting to date a little bit. I got a couple of cute girls. Matter of fact, one time my father told me, you date real cute girls, right? I'm like, yeah, play it on play. I'm now looking for my wife because this is fast forward, four or five years and life has happened. And, and yet I keep thinking about her. I keep thinking about her. Now life has happened with her and she's single and all of this. And it's like, really, you're going to do this? I say that to say he wouldn't take her off my mind. I don't know. There's somebody that has a couple of children. God's going to put you on somebody's mind. There's some of you that may be in the position I was in. You're single and you're saying nobody's children. If God has spoke a word over you not to date somebody with children, don't ever do it. But stay open to God because sometimes it's the one with children that might end up changing your life forever has happened with me. I'm going to cut some off. I see this podcast I'm going to have to go longer and, and, and do what I really wanted to do later. But let me just say this to you. So trip on this. I decide to go see her and we're talking. But now there's my, my beautiful children, Dominic and Shanae. She's had two beautiful children, Dominic and Shanae. And I'm thinking, I can't do this because I like her. I know what God said. But sometimes when you don't hear God or obey God, you miss God. We miss this train. Come on, R.A., move on, baby. But God kept saying her. 
And so I thought to myself, this is a word for somebody who's considering someone with children, or some of you have done it already. I knew intuitively, I don't know how I knew, for this to work, for this to work, I gotta fall in love with them. Don't, don't be dating me if you're not gonna fall in love with them. Yeah, that's a precursor. You gotta fall in love with them. You gotta fall in love with him if she has a son. You gotta fall in love with her. And I'll never forget, after fighting it, God said, there's something here. Dominic and Shanae, I went over one day and Dominic and Shanae were on the floor and I got down on the floor. And Shanae said, what's your name? What's your name? And she grabbed my face with her hands and I was done. I've been done ever since. I said, oh God, no, don't tell me you're gonna make me do this. And then Dominique, and let me say this about both of my, my, my oldest children. My oldest children, and I could tear up thinking about it, if you wanna know why I love them with all of my heart, my two oldest, who I didn't make biologically, they never have made me feel like anything but daddy. I don't even remember them calling me Ray or Mr. Vernon, it was like, I was trying to think, it got to be dad quick. I mean, they just they just fell in love with me right away. I mean, and you know, their dad was alive and in their life and you know, trying, you know, all that and you know, God rest his soul, he passed last year. Uh, but sometimes it takes kids a moment. It was like God did something. I never ever did anything but speak highly of him and invite him to come and, hey, pick them up whenever you want. Forget the weekends. Come on a Tuesday. If you miss your children, these are yours and blah, blah, blah. But the Lord gave them enough love for both of us. Sinead just boom and Dominic. And to this day, if you tell either one of them I'm not their daddy, they may punch you in the face. I mean, they just it was just a divine connection where God did it. I'm not saying this is what everybody should do. I'm saying for us, there was this love affair that has never ended. Dominic is my main man. I mean, perfectly imperfect. Got stuff he needs to work on like all children, man. But as a young brother whose father lived five minutes around the corner, he found enough love, man. He never made me feel weird in my home. It was like, hey, dad, hey, dad. Hey, Dad. Now, granted, I was loving him and loving his mother. And by the way, there's a book coming called Raising Somebody Else's Child, A Divine Assignment. Remember that. Raising Somebody Else's Child. I've been threatening for 10 years. A Divine Assignment. And by the way, I'm glad I didn't write it when I started to write it because I didn't know what I know now that my children are grown that you also have to consider when grandkids come and there's another parent. Because some of you think once they turn 18, I ain't got to deal with them no more. Oh, yes, you do, because then grandkids come. If, if the grandkids get sick, all the families are at the hospital, all the, the kindergarten. So long story short, that's coming. Let me, let me just say this, and then I'll get to maybe something else if I can. I say that to say it has been my pleasure. So boom, I get Lady Vernon pregnant on like honeymoon night. It had to be a couple of weeks after honeymoon. I mean, we got married in February, raised born November 29th. You do the math and no, there was not no hanky. No, don't try to do the math on me. I'm telling you, it was after, it was after marriage. And I'm telling you, uh, we get married in 98, raised born in 98. So I went right in. It's like, why wait two years? You know, like I teach young couples, wait two years, travel, Go to Paris, do something. I'm telling Sinead right now, her and Jason, I said, don't have a baby for the first couple. Ray just got married, him and Anaj. I'm like, no, enjoy each other a couple of years, then have your baby. 
But when you got two already from the jump, you might well jump right in, play. I'm like, shoot, ain't gonna be no, ain't gonna be no alone times. So I might as well get mine in quick. So wasn't no protection, wasn't no pills. It was like, look, we got two. So there'll be no Paris. And we broke. So no, Negro, there won't even be Kings Island stuff. <laughs> stuff over here cracking. There won't even be there won't even be Kings Island. I mean, we broke. And and two babies. So we Pookie and Ray Ray to the hilt at this point. And she pregnant right away. So talk about ghetto. Talk about ghetto. But I'll tell you this. Then Ray comes and I have my first biological child. And that, that day changed my life. Because I had never experienced. I had never. I mean, all, all of you that have children know. I, I was madly in love with Dominique Shanae. I'm thinking that's the apex. Because God then gave me two beautiful children. Then I see Ray come out. And that just changed me, man. That that changed me to see him come out. Matter of fact, it changed me so much that I remember coming home from the hospital and I called the kids, daddy. I said, man, listen, I, I didn't know until today what this felt like. I said, forget the weekend thing, all that. I don't care what no judge said. I said, any day ever you want to come see your babies, you and my wife, you know, y'all work it out, but you know, anytime, man, anytime after school, anytime you land in the bed and miss them, you know, I'll let y'all work out that out of honor, but there is no more schedule because the Lord showed me that I couldn't be away from them. And yet he was away from them. So all that was in my head. Like I want to be the best daddy I can and be a man about this. Like when I saw Ray, I understood like, oh my God, I couldn't be away from them. And it gave me empathy because just because, you know, that didn't work don't mean you can't work with them. And so I always gave room for whatever you want to do. And then, boom, uh, Ralph comes and I'm crying again. And I think we got some video. Now, those watching, uh, listening on podcasts, you probably can't see it. But on YouTube, I'm crying. My sister had to rub me at the hospital. It was so crazy. Uh, I'm crying. And then my little baby girl comes. And so... Now we're this five children blended, beautiful thing that I just wouldn't trade. I just wouldn't trade it. I mean, it's so it's so amazing. And I thought I was going to say a lot more during this podcast, but I don't know who this word is for. That sometimes life goes in a circle and it may not seem perfect on paper, but like God is up to something, you know, and you got to believe that if you believe it. And again, I'm not recommending this. And here's what's crazy. In most cases, I still like to see people who have no children, shameless plug, marry somebody who has none. I mean, because most stories I hear don't go this smooth. And there's the baby's daddy and the fight and the baby's mother cussing you out and the scheduling. Can I have him? Can we go on vacation? I don't want to talk to somebody else about when I'm going on vacation. I don't want to plan around another adult or go to the airport. We went through all of this. Three last names at the airport and all that crazy, two last names. So it, it has its challenges and I don't want to paint it any other way. I mean, we have not been a perfect family. There's, It's weird when you're raising somebody else's child and you want to leave room for them so you don't want to suck them all the way up, but you want to love them enough where they know you love them. And sometimes you don't do enough or you feel like you're doing too much. But all I can tell you, pull my children to the side, man. We love each other. The Vernon family is what you see. I call her Shanae King Vernon. She now, well, Shanae Vernon King. She's now married to my daughter, my son-in-law, Brother Jason, who's killing the game. And Ray, of course, just got married. Let me say this in closing because I'm going to run out of time. Victory Rose Vernon is the best thing ever happened to me. 
uh, marriage for me, and I'm making a big point here on how important family is to me. I come from brokenness. It's no secret. My mother and father didn't make it. My mother just passed a few years ago, and you know she had her stuff, mental issues, and some drinking, and things that I've shared before. You know, I'm not as close to parents as some people are. So I I know the pain of broken family. And I didn't want that and still don't want that for my children. So for me, which is why I'm so hard and heavy, even in my preaching on the traditional family, a man and a woman and their children, even in our case, some man, sometimes it's not the man that birthed them, but some man or some woman that comes into their life, if possible, because to me, I've seen the dynamic of a father and a mother. No one's going to convince me on that. That's the prophetic part of me. Uh, Dr. King said, a man who won't die for something is not fit to live. The way some guys are about justice, and I am too, I'm justice-minded, I am that passionate about family. Family. All families are not the same. Some have suffered divorce and, and blended, but family at some level is still important when, when it's possible for a man and a woman to rear children. I know what I bring to their life. I know what I bring, I know what my wife brings. And so God is doing something in the life of someone listening to this that it may not be a perfect situation, but to the best of your ability, to the best of your ability, be in your children's life. I guess that's what this comes from. And honor your spouse. I'm running out of time. Steph just threw up five. I gotta, I gotta stop because I can go like two hours on this. But now here I am, and the reason why I wanted to start with this is because, and if you're part of the Word Nation, you know her and love her. I don't have to explain her. But if you're not, I need to tell you. And every man should feel this way, but this is my podcast, so you're going to get me. She's the best thing ever happened to me. I mean, I mean, spiritual, lustful, sexual, psychological, it's like, it's so right for me. And it's, it's like I want everybody to experience that. It's like I want every couple to feel that. I, I've learned that when there's broken places in one area, for me, it's a lot of parental stuff, not a, not a deep connection with parents and all of that. So the Lord honored me with a deep connection with my girl. So some of you, maybe the marriage isn't what you want it to be, but God gave you a deep connection with your mother, and so there's a bond there. There's some area of your life that God compensates for. Those of you that are single, maybe you don't have that, but God has granted you that your children are there with you. All things work together. For me, the best thing that has ever happened to me is victory. Let me be clear, not the word church. Uh, victory, victory, her mother named her right. The girl is so perfect for me. I want you to hear me. I'm so happy at 50 years old. I mean, she's still, have you, have you ever seen her by the way? Ooh, gee. Lord, I'm not supposed to make you, Lord. Ooh, Steph is, Steph. Lord, you're going to think she's 25 when you see her. I mean, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm stopping. So, yeah, it's that. And it's real. It's real for me. Now, you may look at this, and a little short woman. Well, for me, I can't, man. Then she got my back. She never plays me. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. I guess this whole podcast is to suggest that some of you, if God put you together, maybe you were married before, he was married before, but God joined you together. Maybe you had a child, she had a child, but God joined you together. Again, it's better to be alone 
than married wrong. I'm talking to single people and I'm also talking to married people to say no matter what you've been through, remember what you heard. <laughs> the reason why I'm able to hold on is because to this day, the most clear thing I've ever heard from God is that Victory Rose Vernon was my wife. I've never, I, I'm looking for an answer now. In light of this pandemic, we got buildings and I got campuses that's not, you know, can't even go in that we own that are paid in full. Do we open it? Do we have service in there? I got this, you know, this 260,000 square feet post pandemic. Do we need all that? Do we build again? Do we sell? Do we stay? I mean, I'm trying to hear God now on some things like you are, but the clearest thing I've ever heard was five nights in a row. God said, that's your wife. It hasn't been perfect. It's not a Cinderella story. She's sinned. I've sinned. You've sinned. We've missed God. We've blown it in many ways. We've made mistakes. But I know what I heard. This word is for somebody. I want to say to all of you that are single right now, don't move till you hear something. Pastor, but the sexual thing, here's what's real. You married a wrong person, the sexual thing's still going to be real. <laughs> Because you're still not going to feel like sleeping with them and you're still going to be looking at stuff on Instagram and masturbating and all of that or cheating or having emotional affairs on Facebook. So what do you really fix if you marry the wrong person? Hang to you here. Just stay alone. And granted, I know I can't wait to talk about this because there's this, you know, issue of how many single women and not enough available black men, particularly. We're going to talk about all that during the podcast, what I sense about that. But I guess the word for today, I didn't even get to the pandemic stuff. I was going to talk about where I stand on that. That's, that'll have to be the next one now. But my word for somebody watching today is prayer works. <laughs> Hear God. Get back close to God that on life altering decisions, you know what you heard from God. I want to say and my, and my children are amazing. Uh, I'm closing with this. I, I was thinking about all of them. Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you guys, uh, there's this fake YouTube page out that I want y'all to be mindful of. It's called The Vernons. And uh, it's it's fake because it's this guy, uh, R.A. Vernon, and he's calling himself The Vernons page, like it's his page. Like it's his page, like he's the original gangster Vernon when he came out of these n n n what's the, these n n <laughs> yeah when he came out of these n okay okay stop stop laughing yeah he came out of these n but but he talking about so there's this guy Ari Vernon the second don't believe nothing that he says uh, he's 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 talking about that he lives in in you know that he's at Howard University in D.C. that's Photoshop he really go to Tri C on the West Side. And he lived in my basement still. And that girl, that cute, light-skinned girl, he he bought her from Bolivia and flew her over, got her a green card just because she was cute. That ain't even his wife. They don't even, listen, listen, he just bought, I'm just tripping. <laughs> Steph, why are you laughing? No, I, I, I say that to say, shameless plug for my son. Uh, make sure you watch The Vernon. As soon as you get through with this, go to YouTube and watch The Vernons. It's my son's page. And my daughter in love, Anaja, who I love, and Shanae is killing the game so much, man. She's doing all kind of stuff I'm so proud of, uh, leading the team ministry at our church. And she's singing and w working with my little girl. And she's a wonderful wife. And, and then, man, my son, Dominic, as I told you, I just love him so much for just never dishonoring me, man. He's my oldest child, and he just shows me so much love and respect he's not perfect and pray for him and pray for all of my children 
And then Raphael, man, is the dancing machine. Uh, he's creative, he's artsy, and he's maturing at another level. He's made his mistakes, man. I know all my children have, but man, it, I'm just watching him blossom into this brother that I just can't even explain. Keep your eye on my son, Raphael. That's all I can tell you. And uh, and my baby girl, come on, that's my baby. They all know it. That's my baby. All of you know you only get one baby. That's my baby. Victory, named after her mama. So I, I don't know what I was supposed to talk about, but this is my podcast today. I love my family. And uh, wow. I'm blessed, man. I'm just in love with my girl. She's never played me. She always honors me. She makes me feel so loved. She listens to me. I I'm done on this. I've said this 10 times, but I want you to look at me in my eye and make sure you believe me. I don't know how many men can say this. That's why I'm saying I don't think I have a regular good marriage. I think I have an extraordinary marriage. I do. But other parts of my life are not extraordinary. I haven't been the, the best pastor at times to me, even dad. I've missed it as a dad. I think the one place that God has favored me totally is in my marriage. I really do. Her and I were talking like we just do it. If God told me I could kick it tonight with any woman and he wouldn't even whoop me, I still pick her. And by the way, that's the benefit of not having a bunch of women and not having a bunch of sex. She's the best I ever had. She's the only I ever had. <laughs> I mean, she reminded me that I was technically like a virgin when I married her, which is crazy. Now, apparently she wasn't. She had two kids. Steph, why are you laughing? Praise God, amen. But I was, you know, so that's a whole nother podcast. But I'm saying that to say, uh, avoid pornography. Don't mess around with a bunch of women. Pray. And then, young people, if you're watching, God will give you somebody, and they'll be enough. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to come back. Uh, next week, we're going to pick up with some other things that are on my heart about family, uh, blended family, uh, this pandemic, uh, vaccinations and where I stand on that. You're going to get raw and real from me. We're just going to kick it. I want to pray for somebody that this in some way helped you, that prayer works, that when you're in the will of God, sometimes it'll get thwarted. You may take some wrong turns. But he'll take you back. God has graced us, man. We shouldn't be married. We shouldn't be this happy. Uh, my kids shouldn't be this whole. All of them should probably be in some kind of therapy with the size of our ministry. But they're all balanced. Uh, well, pray for us. We're imperfect. But for the most part, they're all balanced. For the most part, uh, we, we got some, you know, you, you're not going to get no phony stuff. I'm closing with this that I'm going to pray. Uh I told my team, I said, I'm not telling one lie on this podcast, and I'm not making anything sound like something that it's not, and I'm going to give it a try and see if it flows, because if I got to be phony and do all kind of stuff to sell a podcast, I don't want it. God has blessed me. My bills are paid. I got a good church that takes care of me and pastors across the country that are my children that love me and sow into my life, and so... I want you to sow into this because you believe in it. It's right there on the screen. I need about 100 people right away to say I'll partner with you. This is something I haven't done in 20 years. This is R.A. Vernon Ministries. And I told my wife, my intellectual property, I think it's time for us to, to have another source of stream to help people with. Uh, 
I find myself going in my own income and I'll continue to do that. But I said, I believe if God would grant me to use my intellectual property, that there are people who would see value in what I do and sow into this. So if that's you, would you right now do it? I don't care what amount there is. Just, just build my faith and say, this was good. It's going to be great to the best of my ability. I'm going to make it interesting. My girl's going to be joining me, by the way. Uh, wait till we talk about marriage and you see her if you have it. She's going to be joining me hopefully every week if she can. But whenever she can, I'll jump in alone. Got my man Stefan Davis on the wheels of steel. Anybody who needs editing or camera work, Stefan Davis, throw his stuff up. Ray, Steph, what are you? Put his stuff up because I want you to use my man for any editing or shooting stuff you do. Uh, he's just the best, man. We're doing this thing. So there it is again. There, there, there it is. Would you do it? If I can get maybe a hundred of you that would say, I'm going to start off with a hundred dollar gift just to build your faith, Pastor. Somebody can do more than that. Maybe you'll commit and say, I'm going to be a part of Vernon's Village. Uh, we kind of thinking about that. Vernon's Village. These are people who believe in the Vernon family. Uh, maybe you're one of my members. My members, you should be commenting all over YouTube now, those listening on the podcast. Uh, it's right there. The information is there. Uh, at the bottom there. So please, if you're listening by way of podcast, uh, it's there. Uh, but please text that, text to that right there. Text right there, R-A-V, text the number. Do it. Build our faith. Let us know this is worth listening to. I'll try to keep it exciting, honest, biblical, theological, practical, and it won't be this long next time. Let me pray. I just got caught up in my family. I want to pray. And while I'm praying again, that's up there. Please, so give do something and uh, put something up there where they can even contact me and tell me that they're enjoying this stuff, Ray. If nothing else, shoot us an email at, at right there. I think it's they came up with something uh, just so we can read emails. So we'll give you a second. Go ahead, write that down and let me know you enjoyed. Type in the comments, whatever you, just, just let us know those listening. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you uh, for today. And I pray that this was a blessing to somebody uh, who's single, married, uh, going through some things in their marriage, divorced, uh, children who are a part of blended families, uh, people who just need to sense the grace of God over their lives, that if they made mistakes, they can stand on a word. Those who need to believe that if they would pray, that you'll speak. And Lord, speak afresh to us again, the same way you spoke to me about my wife. Speak that way to us about current issues, what to do during this pandemic, when to move, when not to move, who to date, who not to date. Should I get divorced? Should I just be separated? Should I try again? Should I be done? Should I, should I walk away permanently? Should I just walk away for a while? Speak afresh to somebody the way you spoke to me way back then. You st you're still speaking and somebody needs to hear, Lord, we need, we need a word from you. Lord, I thank you for everyone watching. Now, do me a favor, bless them at their greatest need. And thank you for those that will partner with us even now and become a part of this Vernon Village and RE Vernon Ministries and to help me to help people. Uh, thank you for who you are. Thank you for my main man, Steph, on the wheels of steel. All of those who are part of RE Vernon Ministries and those who will be as it expands, bless this ministry, bless this podcast. Let it be a blessing to those who are watching. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my girl loves you. Lady Vernon told me to tell everybody hi. She'll be joining me soon. We're going to talk about marriage, life, ministry. This is the podcast you cannot afford to miss. Please share it with somebody. Please tell everybody tonight. Get on the phone. Say, girl, you got to watch it. It's on YouTube. You got to listen to it on the podcast. It was all of that. It was honest. I mean, pump it up for me. We'll be back next time. 
Take care.